What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is Tuesday. What is it? Uh, February 4th, 2020, and I am having an unbelievable guest on a very special episode live. Well, not live, but kind of live from the Stand Comedy Club on East 16th Street in New York City, somebody that I recently worked with even though we weren't doing the same scene, but I told you guys that I was gonna have him on the show. He's an unbelievable, fantastic actor, uh, even a better person, and uh, let me let me make sure I get this right and then you could correct me and tell me to fuck off after, okay? Um, I believe the first thing he did was 15 years old, a Bronx Tale, is that the first thing or no? Correct. Okay. You've seen him in A Bronx Tale. You've recently seen him as Fat Tony Salerno in The Irishman. You've seen him in The Wire. You've seen him in Boardwalk Empire, Ray Donovan, Entourage, and the list goes on and on. Ladies and gentlemen, the unbelievable Dom Lombardozzi, everybody. Give it up for Dom, everybody. Thanks, uh, no, thank you, man. Thank you so much for jumping on the show. It's so cool to be, as a comedian, you get to go to all these different... Uh, either events, venues, and then you get an acting gig, which I was scared shitless on to work with uh, Judd Apatow. We'll get well, into well, that. Why after. were you scared? Because this is not what, that's not what I do. So it would be like, so here's why I was scared. It would be like if somebody said, Dom, um, you did kind of good in that stand-up thing. Why don't you come and do, imagine if you had to do five minutes of stand-up and you were prepared and you knew, would you be scared? I wouldn't come. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No way. Um, I, I knew my, well, here's why I was scared. And, and, and this is why I admire you guys the way you guys, actors say what comedians do is the hardest thing. I think so. I, me, I don't even think that's debatable. I was, I went to an <clears throat> acting class and I was petrified every fucking time I went because I'd have to read a monologue in front of 10 or 12 actors who were judging me and I never did it before and I was scared. But I was recently in the new Judd Apatow, Pete Davidson project. And I had to, I was going to be directed by Judd Apatow. Right. And they gave me my lines and my scene mm-hmm. three months in advance. And I'm just like, oh, I'm getting a scene. <laughs> this it, is changed, gonna, it changed on the day. Yeah, the it's, day, yeah. It's Judd. It's Judd, yeah. yeah so. so the day that I'm going, I'm going, to the, I'm going to the lot. And I'm like, I'm on the lot now. And I got this little wagon trailer thing. Uh, Pete Davidson's over here. Uh, Bill Burr, Marissa Tomei are over here. Dom walked on the lot. That's where I first met him, and, and we talked. And all of a sudden, they go, hey, those lines? Yeah, scratch that. Nobody likes that. So right. we're just going to, and I'm going, wait, but I'm going on, and like, I'm going to set. Yeah, fuck it. Wing it. They'll add stuff. They'll throw you stuff. And I'm so petrified, and Judd couldn't have been um, nicer. But you, you've been acting since you're 15 years old, yeah. and when, let me ask you this question. When you were 15 years old and you got a Bronx tale, you were the gun salesman who got slapped in the face by Chaz Palminteri because he said you're going to get everybody fucking pinched, right? Just, yeah. You guys remember that? Like, that yeah. was, yeah. Cold day, too. Well, okay. It was a cold day. I, rem- um, I, 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 I remember it like it was yesterday. And um, you know, you, uh, what's, what's, what's great about that is um, when they were casting... For a Bronx Tale, it was like everyone from the five boroughs. Right. And I come from Arthur Avenue. I was born and raised on Arthur Avenue in the Bronx. Okay. And pretty much where that story takes place. So I I wanted to play for the Yankees, you know. I played baseball. I was playing, you know, I just – and – 
there were lines going around blocks. Wow. Kids, kids and parents Just from cold, Staten Island. Just cold audition. Cold. cold, cold. And reading for all those various parts. And, and it kind of started with taking a Polaroid because that's what they did back then. And uh, in 92, it was Polaroids. And Polaroid, then they would bring you in to read, see if you were e able to read. Then if you were able to read, it's kind of like it dwindled. Cattle calls, and then it dwindled, it dwindled, it dwindled, it dwindled. And then it's you and five other people. Then it's you and three other people. And, That's and I'm like, I don't have a shot being in this movie. I have blonde hair, blue eyes. I look like Ricky Schroeder. Yeah. You yeah. know? And, <laughs> you know, I'm like... And, uh, and they just kept calling me back. And originally, the part was called Nikki Four Eyes. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. It was Nikki Four Eyes. And, and then I finally get, I finally get the, uh, the audition to go to Tribeca oh, and okay. read for Chaz and De Niro. Wow. And I, I'll, I'll never forget this. I, I, I go there. And I, and I I had already memorized the lines. And I walk in and Chaz and De Niro is at his desk. And Chaz greets me at the door. Once the assistant walks me through the door, they close the door behind me. There's Chaz. Now you're and scared. <laughs> no. Wow. If I saw De Niro I mean, I just stupid. sitting at a desk, I'd this, have this. This is why I'm bringing this up. Yeah. Because it. it, it I want to talk about what you had mentioned. Okay. Okay. He goes, are you ready? You're like, yeah, yeah, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. <laughs> we, we do the lines, you know, and then, okay. And I got, I got the part, right? But my point is that, that, that feeling you had yeah. when you were on the set, yeah. don't ever lose that. Because right. that is what keeps you, well, for me, because every project I did after that, it wasn't until I did my second, third movie that I kind of under, understood the dynamic. I understood what kind of what the, I, I wasn't institutionally trained, so I, I never had anybody or, or a school or a, uh, tell me, you know, you know, when you go to audition, this is what you have to do. This is what you need to do. Right. You know, I, 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 it's kind of like I, I fell down, I picked myself up, and I'm like, well, you know, don't go that way. Right. Go another right. way. Right. And then if that didn't work, well, now there's two places I don't go to. Right. You, you know, there's two things I don't do. So it, it, it's, it's, it was just a very difficult because... You need com as much as you need confidence. That fear, yeah, is what makes you work. What makes you prepare. That's what, 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 what makes you say, okay. The thing is, I you knew your lines, right? You knew your lines, I knew my correct? Lines. Yeah, Ran right. Fucking cold, correct? Knew them cold. So now, yeah, you could play, right? So yeah. whatever he was throwing at you, you knew because you, you essentially you knew what your what your boundaries were. Yeah. Because you did the work. Right. No. And, and that work, it's not fear. It's not fear of doing of going there performing. For me, my fear is fearing I didn't prepare. Right. 
I don't mind stumbling a line. Yeah. I don't do it very often. But <laughs> that's not my fear. Okay. My fear is driving to work that day, being and, in the makeup chair, going to set, and saying, you know, I should have took those two hours. I should have took those three hours. And I make it a point never to have. That's something that I never have to think about. That, you know, that that's, brings me to what I wanted to say. And if you guys listen to the podcast, you listen to the Verzi Effect. And I appreciate anybody coming out. More people, if you, they trickle in, they listen, they know that my favorite quote ever is failure to prepare is preparing to fail. And anything you do in life, and, and I'm serious, and it sounds corny and it sounds cliche, that's a John Wooden quote. If you go in ready and prepared, and that's what made me afraid to work with Judd and be on that set, was I was ready and prepared, and then I went there and they just go, scratch that, we're going, you're, we're gonna just change it up. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> when, I did, when I did Madison Square Garden with Burr, and there were 18,000 people and we're going in the round, the nerves are another level of going into an arena, yeah. right? Because I did theater, so I'm like, oh, I could do a theater. Oh, I could do 2,000. I could do this. But then it's like everybody going, I'm coming to the garden. I'm coming to the garden. My mother's coming to the garden. My wife's coming to the garden. Everybody. And Burr going, you know, this is, we, we, we did it before, but you, it's Madison Square fucking garden. And the nerves, but then all of a sudden you go, I'm ready. I'm trained in this, this is what I do, I wanna go in here, and I had to visualize, I remember Jay-Z said something, he was going into Madison Square Garden, and Jay-Z was talking to people, and he goes, hold on, I just gotta go in my trailer for a little while and visualize myself tearing this place down. And that's the real thing, I just went in and I go, no, I know the jokes, I got the energy, but that nervous thing, Frank Sinatra said he was nervous, he said the day you're not nervous is the day in show business Quit. you're dead. Quit. Like, like when you think I got this, so I feel like being nervous means you are ready. People that don't care, people that show up late, those people are dead. I agree with that. But I wanna, now I want to get into this. Uh, we're sitting here on TVE with um, the incredible actor, Dom Lombardozzi. Thank you so much for doing this. And you guys on an early, early Tuesday, but I wanted to get you on to talk about this. Mm -hmm. You just recently are, in, a, in, in my opinion, a classic, The Irishman. I loved it. You played Fat Tony Salerno in The Irishman. They made you look like a 75-year-old. <laughs> They made you look like a 75-year-old man. Um, and the crazy thing is not enough people know that that was you, or people know, but like once people that really are in the know know that it was you. But that was like, how many hours of makeup? By the way, great job in that. Great Thank job you. in that Thank movie. You. Yes, yes, great job in, um, Thanks, great job in, the, in the Irishman. You were, you were fantastic. And speaking of nervous, I was nervous to work with Judd Apatow when it's just me and Judd in front of a fire. This guy's sitting at the fucking table with Joe Pesci and fucking Robert De Niro in a full costume, and he's the one who actually was you. And you were running that scene because they came to you exactly. for like if you like they came to him. So you're sitting there, you're with two Oscar iconic dudes, and you're sitting there all this makeup, and they're listening to you for you to deliver the lines. Mm -hmm. That must that's fucking nuts, dude. Thank you. That is nuts. Like to just, dude. If I just sat there, like, listen, like I'm going, yeah, that guy did Forty Year Old Virgin. You're going, yeah, that guy is in the god. That's like fucking Vito Corleone, <laughs> and this is Tommy from Goodfellas, <laughs> and now it's my scene with them. That was now what, you, but like you said, just prepared or nervous as shit too, or both. Nervous. Yeah, yeah. Nervous. Um, here's the deal. I love having an Italian on the show. Here's the deal. It's uh, <laughs> it, 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 because it, my first day, my first day of work, 
was the banquet scene. With Pesci. Pesci, when they were giving Frank Sharon the award. And they're saying that Hoffa's gone too far. Right. Right. So it's right. probably maybe, I think, the third time we're having this conversation about that topic in the movie. Okay. So it's kind of like you're in the middle. So you had no buildup. You don't know what the buildup was. You don't know how far you go. So you got to find you got to find something. Right. Right. But that wasn't really the problem. The problem was it's a banquet scene and everybody's working. So you have Pacino there, De Niro there, Marty behind the camera. I got Ray Romano, I got Steven Graham, I got everybody on my table. Two tables down is Bobby Cannavale. I got Harvey Keitel, two tables to the right of me. And everybody's working. Uh, every, every, and it, and it packed when Jesse Plemons, every, everybody's working. Wow. This is my first day. And I hadn't, I, I didn't meet anyone because I was at work at 2.30 in the morning getting my makeup done so when blocking came around, I would be ready. Right. So I didn't meet anybody. And I, I remember going there and now Joe Pesci to me is everything. Yeah, yeah. Joe Pesci's fucking, I mean. Hey, he's every, I mean, I, 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 I mean, Al and Bob and. What's your favorite and, Pesci character? <sighs> Nikki or Tommy? <laughs> I uh, I like um, Raging Bull. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a great one. Yeah, I liked Raging Bull. Okay, so I'm sorry. So go ahead. So Pesci, you're. And I also like the character he played on JFK. Was it the, uh, the gay dude? Was he gay? Was he the Fester? Was it Fester? And J JFK was a great uh, fucking movie. It's like an enigma. You know, remember that? <laughs> He's got the eyebrows. Yes, yes, know? yes. Right. And um, he was Fester. I think he was Fester. Anyway, my point being, before, while we were blocking, I had to remove all that. Yeah. yeah I had, had to remove all that because I was playing a character in the movie that his reputation was m more powerful than than both of their characters. That's crazy. So you're the you're you're the most powerful right. guy in the room, yet your counterpart is Joe Pesci. That's, exactly. That's, that's uh, so you got to just block it and be like, forget that. That's yeah. Crazy. And that's and it's crazy. hard to do with somebody who you grew up admiring. Yeah. You know, there's not a movie I haven't seen that Joe hasn't done. There's not, oh, like, I, I know lines. I know I can imitate him. I could, like, yeah. it's, um, it's those kind of things that, like, those fear things that we're talking about, those yeah. scare tactics. Like, those are the things that you, you have to absorb them, but then you have to be able to let them go. Yeah. But right. that's what gets you on point. That's what makes you make certain decisions. Yeah. That's what made you make your decision. Yeah. When when Judd was there, you knew you knew what he was gonna throw at you. You knew yeah. if he was gonna throw at you'd be able to adjust. It's yeah. kind of the same thing. When when I was at the trailer and they said, Paul, scratch those lines, I walked away from my manager and I go, Okay, then this is if I was a fireman, these are the things that I would say. And then he said, We're gonna do it this way five times and then you could throw stuff out there. But yeah, you're you're right about that. Now I I reached out to you and I go, Hey man, great job in the Irishman. That was fantastic. And you go, 
oh, did it come across? Did it come across good? And then that's when I realized you you like some other actors that I heard. You don't watch uh, anything no, you I'm do, the right? Worst. No, no, I could I I months. Yeah. Months. I'm driving, and I'm re, I'm reciting the lines in my head. Yeah. No, it's could it, have been this way. Could have done that. It's like a comedian. It's it's it's, it's comedians it's the don't watch clips. Yeah, I, I just you know, I, I don't know. Yeah, you don't I don't know. know. It's just um. Yeah, 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 never let go of it. Yeah. So you said before you got a funny story about the Irish. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Go <laughs> um. So this particular day. Yeah. I, I I'm in at two o'clock and everyone starts rolling in at six thirty six, and um I see I see Ray Romano. Yeah. Who I know, I play golf with him. I know I know Ray. Yeah. Great by the way. Ray. So Ray. Ray's fucking phenomenal. If you ever want to know anything about Ray Romano, as cool as you think he would be, he's fucking cooler. He's the yeah. best. He's he's one of a kind, man. He's great, man. And and uh, and I'm, I'm, I I I get to the table, so everybody's starting to roll in for the blocking, and and um, oh, hey, what's up, Ray? Hey, how are you, Ray Romano? Yeah, nice yeah, to yeah, me. yeah. I don't know, yeah, that yeah, Ray. It's yeah, me. Yeah, it's yeah, me. Yeah, it's yeah, Dominic. Yeah. <laughs> no, really. He goes, where are you? I'm, I'm like, it's just the earlobes. <laughs> just, really, just the earlobe. And, um, and, and, um, and I, I, I got Sebastian in the hallway. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I got Sebastian walking through. Hey, Sebastian, how you doing? Hey, how are you? How you doing, Sebastian? I was going, oh, well, nobody. It's me. Oh, he didn't know you? No. Nobody knew? No. How many hours of makeup every day? Uh, four and a half. Five, some, some days, five. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's half a day. It's just you getting ready. Well, I put I, Mike, Mike Marino, who was the guy, who's I, I, the best in the business. I, there were times where I would just say, look, I, I need a break, man. I got, really? I got, yeah, I got to get, get out of this chair a little bit. So whoever follows me on Instagram or Twitter know I put out some of these videos. Yeah. That we would just goof because it's just it's it's just a way of making it fun, you, you know. Yeah. And we, we put them out and. Um, that's that's yeah. That's crazy. You yeah. really did not. Because I didn't think, no one knew it was me in the movie. I'm I'm I think I'm, I'm I, I I might be the only one aged up in the movie. Yeah. Does that did that suck press wise? You're like no fucking. It's I, like I, you're on the red carpet. You know, like I'm fucking Fat Tony. You know. I didn't go to. I, <laughs> I I missed every event for the Irishman. I missed the premiere. I was I was doing a movie called uh, Boogie, and okay. it was go to the premiere or be taken out of a scene. Oh, okay. And I wasn't gonna wanna. I, I wasn't gonna jeopardize. Uh, Eddie's um, vision, right? What he wrote. So I, w I went to work. Then I missed the one in L.A. because I was shooting in Hawaii doing a guest spot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so right. I, yeah. I missed every every you missed, event. You missed every Irishman and, event. And you're a so huge now part of the movie. People really don't know it's me. Right. <laughs> Where's that guy? Where's did Fat Tony? Die? Where, where is? Yeah, he? it's. Uh, can I get another Pinot Noir? Is that cool? You want another? Uh, sure. 
Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get to this in a second. If you guys have questions for us, we're going to do that too during this because it's small and intimate. So think about what you want to um, ask uh, Dom or myself or whatever. But I got to ask you this question, man. Like, what was working with Scorsese? Like, I, wouldn't, I couldn't do this podcast. I couldn't put this podcast out if I didn't ask you what working with Martin Scorsese was like. Great, as far genius. As like, really? You know, it was great. It was one of the, um, the most beautiful things I've witnessed. And, and it happened to me twice acting where I was just, I, I, was just, I was just in fucking awe of what I just witnessed. What was it? And one was with Michael J. Fox. Separate story. And the second was this, this movie. I'm shooting. It was the scene where in the Palmer Boys Club where I'm sitting on the chair like this. Yes. And I think it's the first time they That's come the to me. That's the first time they see yeah. you in the movie, yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I have most of the dialogue. Right, and I think maybe De Niro goes, uh-huh, uh-huh, right? <laughs> and, and Pesci has a few lines, and I'm talking, and I'm explaining everything, and, and Marty comes in, and he goes, um, he goes, okay, all right, um, okay. Uh, so, 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 Bob, what do you think? We do three? We do three in a row? We do three? And, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, we do three, we do three. Meanwhile... I have all the dialogue. Yeah. That, not Dom. Do you yeah, want to do three in a row? Even, De Niro's just nodding no. his head. That's great. But here's the beauty. Marty, Bob, and Joe do not have to talk to each other. They do not have to. They just know. What? Oh, okay. Especially, especially uh, Bob and Joe. They, it's just. They shoot a scene where we're sitting, you know, one goes here, one goes here. Obviously, they're the best of friends, but they, it's almost like they work together telepathically. Because of all the work. It's just, it's beautiful to watch. They just pick up on each other. It's like, it's like a dance. That's awesome. It's amazing. It's an amazing thing to witness. Can you give the, that's incredible. Can you give the Michael J. Fox one or no? Yeah. We're doing. Um, right. I, 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 I did an episode of uh, when uh, Michael had his show, the, his most recent show, and I was working with Wendell Pierce and actually um, Malcolm Jamal Warner was in the episode, and we played these college buddies, who uh, uh, for uh, Wendell's character, and and we're we're, we're sitting. It's a, it's like um, uh, a dinner, and Michael has to give a speech. To Wendell, and I, I don't know, you know, uh, my, you know, uh, Michael's condition that particular day. Yeah. I think he was having a little bit of a rough time, and he was doing the scene, and he would certain place he would, you know, whatever was happening was affecting it. Okay. And the script he would maybe call out a line like, as if he had forgotten. But he hadn't forgotten. It was just what was happening. And he stood there. 27, maybe 25, 27 takes. Just going. Just going. Never stop. Just going. Just going. Just going. Just going. Wow. Just going. Just going until he got it. And I was like, this guy's fucking amazing. My fucking hero. Wow. 
Yeah. That's fucking nuts, dude. To he's, watch that. He's amazing, man. He's, yeah. Yeah. He's. I played. Uh, I heard nothing golf. but great things about him. My, Michael, beautiful man. Um. That takes a lot of heart, man. It takes a lot to say. Oh, you know what? Let, let me let me regroup. Let me go think about this. Let let me you know. He just stood there, man. Like yeah. a fucking veteran, just stood there, and and didn't stop. Yeah. It was unbelievable. How many guys after getting what Parkinson's and and after the money he made and what he accomplished would have just been like, you know what? What I'm he's go doing. Off. What? Think about what he's doing. Yeah, like that's just. I, I I think his foundation has raised the most money for Parkinson's. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's he's he's like a one man team. I mean, and you know, he's yeah. just he really put that thing on a map for people. He's generating a lot of money. He's really bringing a lot of money into that research. I mean, the guy's just he's yeah. and he's and he's at every event. And I heard he's, he's funny and nice. Like I heard he's, um, he's he's like positive. Like to be positive like that. Like you know, you get a break like that, you could become a bitter. You know, I don't think there was ever a question about what type of person he, he was, was before yeah. that. I, I think he's always been that 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 nice, uh, yeah. cordial kind of guy. You yeah. know, and you guys are listening to TVE with my very special guest Dom Lombardozzi. Uh, first time I saw Dom was in. First time I saw you. You were having, I guess, um, I was going to say sex, but make-believe sex with some uh, chicken entourage because that was like, <laughs> you, you know the scene I'm talking about? And yeah. I remember, uh, what's, what's it called, uh, Matt Dillon going, she's faking it, right? Like, because all you heard in the background was her like, ah, 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 and they're going, I mean, come on, man, there's no way she would be making that. No, that was like the first time, but you, I remember when uh, Turtle walked in, they all walked in from being out, and they just saw you and your bald head sitting there, and they go, <laughs> Dom? Is that you? And I guess yeah. you came to visit, and that's like the first time. But I had no idea you were also in, I, I had no idea that you were in like Boardwalk Empire. Like, so does anybody here have a question for Dom? Does anybody here want to know anything? Or are you an actor, dude? No, I'm not. No, I was, uh, so I was going to ask about Entourage and like that experience. How, how was, obviously, that was probably my first experience with Entourage. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I Oh, cool. so the question is, if in case it doesn't pick up, because last time we did a live one, the question didn't pick up, and I, I know that I need to reiterate. So somebody out here asked um, the experience with Entourage. That was the first time that he saw you, and you're one of his favorite characters. And that, what was the? And that's a pretty that's a pretty legendary HBO show, Entourage. What was it is. what was that like? Um, <laughs> um I remember. I go. I have a history with that show because I remember when they were uh, casting that show, and I was at some point supposed to be one of the characters in that show. Oh, okay. And and can of worms. <laughs> no, but it, no, no, and, okay. it's good. It's good. Yeah, it's good yeah. because it's. Um, I should have been fucking turtle. That's what I think about. No, no, was, it was. It was completely different. Um, right. It was a different. It was. A, yeah. It was yeah, a. Yeah. It was a different. It was a different show. Diff like a whole different sensibility. It was All the just, script and everything. It was different. Oh, okay. It was a different show. And it was during the hiatus, I think, of going from season two to season three of, of The Wire. So I was in Los Angeles and, and you know, just going through all these, these motions. Make a long story short, they changed the show. I wouldn't have been able to do the show because they picked up the wire for the third season. I mean, every 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 season, David Simon went to L.A. and basically pulled a rabbit out of the hat. 
Right. You know, because every year we, we were like getting canceled. So, um, <laughs> it's true. It's true. Um, I still think David should have got a nod and an Emmy. I think it's pretty fucking ridiculous. Yeah. That some yeah. of those actors didn't weren't recognized. You know. Yeah. Um. Anyway. See him get mad there for a yeah, second. Yeah, right? yeah. Take, it, he had it, to just take a breath, breath and look aside, and yeah, then well, go, okay, you know, now the we can regroup. The hypocrisy is real, man. Yeah. You know, and and um, that character, I was, it was in Miami, and I was shooting The Wire and Miami Vice at the same time. Oh, okay. Right, and then Miami Vice had gone over, and the season, I believe, this fourth season, ah, that's what it is. The fourth season of The Wire started. Okay. So we're overlapping, going back and forth. So I literally would, I would work Miami Vice, get on a plane, go to Baltimore, work, get on a plane, go back. How fucking much of a dream is that as an actor to be like, yeah, I had to go do The Wire, then I had to go it's do It's not Miami good when you don't like to fly. <laughs> it's tough, man. I'm a, I'm a, I was like fucking white knuckles. Uh. And uh, <laughs> Still? It's, yeah. Are you still? Oh, see, yeah. I don't like to fly either. I hate I it. And uh, <laughs> it's a controlled thing, but I, I was like that too. Then I just said, "Fuck it." Yeah. Especially with this fucking virus going around now. Forget it. Anyway, uh, another thing I gotta worry about besides turbulence. <laughs> this fucking virus. Going I know where the turbulence thing. is all the time this, when I'm going to LA. <laughs> it's like over fucking Denver. You know, it's like I, I I'm like, oh yeah, you know, and I'm in first class usually because they they fly you first class yeah. and all that and. I'm like I'm I'm like a fucking owl oh, on the plane. That's so funny. Red eyes. It doesn't matter what time I'm flying. If I'm on a red eye, I uh, look around. Everybody's fucking sleeping and black and you know yeah, in yeah. that little corner with the blankets over them. And I'm I'm the only one awake. You're just scared. Cause every time I lay down, I get to feel the plane a little more. Oh yeah. And it makes me want to sit up. Yeah, and, and you don't look like a guy that would be like, you look like the guy that when it bumped, you'd look at everybody and be like, fucking relax. Yeah. You know, instead you're the one panicking and everybody's out there sleeping. Yeah, every airline should have like their, that one plane maybe from like 78 that is like, uh, you know what, let's put this one in rotation. And you could smoke, drink, do whatever the fuck you want on that plane. Like it's 1978. Yeah. And, and you know, just... Calm your nerves. You'd be smoking like a chimney oh, on man. the fucking plane. Oh, yeah. Fucking cloud everywhere, Do you imagine man. that they allowed that? Or you just bring a pack of butts and you smoke it? They in used the to do that. Yeah. Oh, my God. That'd be hilarious. I remember the first time I was on a plane. There was, there was smoke and, and it was, you know. Uh, so you, were, so, so you were flying back and forth from the wire to Miami Vice, and then this is all a while when you get the entourage Right. Part. So then Doug Ellen says, oh, you know, we... Doug, Doug, Doug and, and Steve Levinson and uh, Wahlberg, they said, you know, we're, we're, you know, we're definitely, at some point, we're going to do something. We want you on the show and whatever. That's, and, in, that's the and, equivalent. You know what? That's the equivalent of a comedian getting a special, getting a late night, and then your manager going, oh, yeah, and also you're going to go do this movie part, like, and you're just flying everywhere. Like, you have, like that's, in, that's insane, dude. And you're still doing it now, which is like, mm. you got that, like, and, I, and like you're like the comic that just continues to keep going and getting better. You just get steady work as an actor, and that's all you could fucking ask for, right? Is to get in these parts and get it, get 
better at the craft and, and work with all these different directors? Well, I, it's great. I had this conversation with Bill Burr oh, uh, yeah. on the phone. And I'm like, yeah, Bill, you know, it, it is what it is. You know, I'm a fucking journeyman. You know, this would, well, if you fucking tell everybody that's where you are, that's what it's going to be. Right. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't fucking say that. Yeah. All right, Bill. But the journeymen are the ones. I didn't. I didn't know it was a bad thing to say. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh yeah. You know, but um. Oh, that's Burr. It's you know, Burr, man. Into exist- you, you know, know Burr. You don't talk it into it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's yeah. just yeah. He's, yeah. he's a fucking. I did him no justice. I, that was yeah, a horrible. Yeah. No, no, no. But um, you know, we both love Bill. No, and, I love uh, Bill, man. But, but so they they write this part and they're like, hey, listen, um. We, 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 we wrote this out. He's going to probably do a couple of episodes. And remember this. I only did three Entourage episodes. Three. And that's how memorable they were. That's crazy. Right, which is, which, is weird, which is crazy. And I don't know how Doug knew this. But I, I didn't. They say, he, he, I said, yeah, yeah, all right. Just work it out with The Wire and work it out with Mike, Michael Mann. Good luck. And, uh, and I'll see you in L.A. if we're able to do it. I don't read the fucking script. What? I don't. I didn't read the script until I got to my hotel, uh, the London. I'll never forget it. And I was exhausted. I'm, I'm flipping through this thing. I'm like, <laughs> I'm doing what? I'm wearing what? Oh, yeah. Cause I'm, I'm like, I called Doug. I said, they're going to hate this guy. I said, I fucking hate him. You hate <laughs> And, he, and his name, and he has my name. And he's like, yeah, well, you know, he goes, listen, this is what it is. And, and that's where I shut it off. And, and he said, I want this character to come into the show and turn their world upside down, basically to show, try to give some authenticity to who these guys were before they got and to where Hollywood. They come from, right. And a lot of people in the beginning, I, I think, didn't understand that because what happens with these type of shows, Entourage, Sex in the City, it, you can't, that group, those, four, those guys, those, those women, they are beloved. Yeah. Anybody trying to come in and, right. and, and wrinkle that is, 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 it's not a good thing. So you had fans not liking you because of that oh, character? No, I, w- I would get this. I, I would get this. Um, and and um, Jerry, I'll tell you. Yeah. Um, fucking hated you, man. Because, you know, I'm really good friends with Jerry, so I'll either be playing golf with Jerry or I'm at dinner with Jerry or fucking having a cup of coffee someplace yeah. and... and Oh, loved you, man. Fucking hated you. But, hey, you know, you, you, you did your thing. You did your thing. But <laughs> yeah. fucking hated you. Yeah. And I got that. And I got, you know, that the same thing happened with Herc on The Wire. Yeah. Um, it, that means you're it, good at what you do. You it, know? It, it, it is, yeah. but it makes the job, it, you know, because you're no different than that person when you're reading it. You know, when I was doing The Wire... Right. I, I I would first couple of episodes. Okay, this is the type of guy, somewhat of a comic relief, you know. Um, never really him and Carver really 
can't really do the right things. But the real story behind all that is these two cops, they tried to do right, even though they had really bad action, what they, what they were trying, because it's to show you how difficult it is in some of these cities yeah. to, to get a wiretap up. To get yeah. that guy who you know just killed three people or was giving a bunch of kids drugs, it's, it's very difficult to get a judge to sign a piece of paper to say, yeah, go get that guy. Yeah. So I, I started to understand that. Yeah. But then you're playing a character, and in The Wire you notice a lot of characters don't change. Right. You are who you are. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're, you're twenty world, something. You yeah, are you who you are. In that world. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. not. Oh, you know, I had you know a revelation, and I'm I'm gonna be nice to everybody now. It didn't happen on that show. <laughs> yeah. You know, there there was no room for hope on that show. If you represented hope, you were dead. You yeah, died. That's crazy man. You uh, died. That's, Think about it. No. Think about world, every character can't. that died on that show and what they represented. Yeah. No, in that world, you can't. You're not going to grow and change. No. It's just, that's, you got to survive and live, yeah. And that's, that's, David, that's David's genius. Yeah. I, I, would, I, would, I just did the deuce with David. Mm. I did a little arc on the deuce, and I played a real guy. Um, and, and I remember we were shooting the scene, and he goes, you know what? You know, uh, just, just, just stay here. And, and what we're going to do is we're going to have a, 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 a drip because it, there's a crack in the ceiling and it rained and the water came off the light and it dripped into your coffee. But you don't fucking care. You don't care that it went in your coffee and because it, you want to prove to this guy that, that you're a fuck, you, you don't care. Yeah. You're, you're a different breed. That's his genius. Yeah. That's his genius. That's so cool, yeah. man. That's so like, cool. Off the cuff. And that's, that's, that's you know, I, I've been very fortunate in my career to work with guys who think outside the box. Yeah. And some of the, the baddest, talented people. No, dude, you were in, you were in those shows. And blessed, you were in, blessed, and, really and blessed. Scorsese and Scorsese. You got to be with directors that like, and, Actors and in the and future, it's going to make so much. Um, yeah. This is fascinating, man. Thank you so much for giving these stories. So one thing that I wanted to let everybody listening to this know is I, um, you very graciously invited me um, to your home. And I didn't know, this is what Dom does when he's not working, okay? So we'll get away from acting for a second. This lunatic has like baby bulldozers in his backyard. He just dug his own in-ground pool. Like he did it. Like he was just like, I want a pool. And he wasn't like, I'm gonna, but he just fucking like, and I remember Burr telling me, Burr goes, yeah, dude, he did that. Like, and I just like looked in your backyard and I just saw like all of these like tools and vehicles. And you were like, yeah, what am I gonna do when I come home? And I'm like, I don't know, not fucking build a pool. <laughs> Sit in your house and be psyched that you don't have to worry about a script. But you're one of those guys that like, I'm not building a fucking, you're just one of those guys that like, you can't, you just have to do something, right? I have to do something, something but do I, something. Love, I love, I um, love, you know, there's people that paint, you know, there's people that write. And eventually, hopefully, one day. But that—that's. Uh, but I do construction in my off time. But I like building. I like building things. I like, you know, carpentry. I, I gutted my whole house. I did the work myself. A uh, few few places. Uh, just so the town's listening, I didn't do the electrical. 
Uh, so that's coded. I didn't do any of that, and I didn't do the plumbing. That's coded. Everything else, uh, I just want to go on the record. I did that. And, yeah. But none of that other stuff because you don't, just, yeah. just so you know, Paul, you don't want to do your own electric. I don't want to do fucking any. I'll be honest right. with you. When I'm done doing stand-up and traveling, I don't want to do shit. I yeah. come home. I like to pay somebody to, to take care of it. Like, I'm not even kidding. When I tell you, he had like a baby bulldozer that like he just manned and dug a hole. Bobcat. Yeah, Bobcat. <laughs> he had a Bobcat. And it was like, well, that's impressive shit to be like. Because I'd love to get one of those. But if I dug it up, it would be like, I mean, it would, <laughs> like, Paul, what does it go from like three to ten? Ah, the digging like is one easy. One and a half to four, yeah. then to eight. <laughs> um, I just want to say thank you. We have somebody here in the audience. And, and say your name. What is it? Rocky. Rocky is here in the audience. Um, and thank so, you, Rocky. So nice and, and really lovely of you. She brought us these bags. I don't know what's in it, but I know it's something that's probably not good for my diet. You know, but I appreciate it, and it's very nice of you to support and uh, and bring that. So, Absolutely. So yeah. So thank you for that. Um, if anybody has any questions, or let me ask you this real quick: Do you yeah. um, what you got anything else coming up? What do you got coming up? Movie called Boogie, uh, the um, okay. King of uh, Staten Island with uh, Pete yes, Davidson. Yes, King of Staten Island with uh, Pete Davidson. Uh, and I'm going to be doing a rec uh, a little recurring on Billions. Oh, you are? Yeah. Some, very small. Well, let me kind, ask you this. Is Broadway something? Is, is a Broadway thing something? That uh, down the line, there's, there's something that I want to do. Um, I would love to uh, probably do Marty. Do what? Marty. Marty was a movie that uh, Bernine did. Um, I think, oh, God, 1950-something. Oh, you're going to do it? On, oh, okay. Ernest Bornine. And uh, he won, I think he, I think he was either nominated or he won an Oscar for that. But it's kind of, it seems like a, a good maybe two-hander or, or one-man show kind of, kind of thing. But I want to, I don't come from that. Yeah, uh, it's different. I, I, it's different. So I want to be able to go do it at a time where I guess uh, maybe I get accepted or I could possibly get it done. But yeah. right now... Um, I feel like doing that. I feel like doing a Broadway play for an actor is kind of like a comic doing like stand up. Like I saw Ed Harris in uh, To Kill a Mockingbird with my wife. Unbelievable. And he just can't. And I was just like, it was the first time, because I'm not a musical. I'm not, I can't do musicals. I just, I can't. Like I just, they break out into song. No, I'm, I'm serious. Like I've done it and I went with my wife and they burst out into song over everything and I can't. But To Kill a. To Kill a Mockingbird was like watching a movie on stage. Like I was yeah. just watching and Ed Harris is like, he's sitting on his front stoop and he's doing everything. And it was fucking, it was like, and he's like nailing these lines. And, and I was just like, that's got to be for an actor. That's got to be on the he bucket take, he list. He took over for Jeff, right? He took over for Jeff yeah. Daniels, yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, and we went in and here's how fucking, <laughs> at the, I got distracted because I have that comedian mind. So I'm just sitting there for the whole thing, and the end is unfolding. And I don't know if you guys know the story of To Kill a Mockingbird. The end is unfolding, right? And all of a sudden, I just go to my wife, because I just blanked out. I go, wait, so the son did it? And my wife just goes, but we're going to talk about it outside. Because I fucked up, and it clearly wasn't the son. But for one second, as they were doing it, and then I kind of put it together. But um, I got to tell you, watching Ed Harris come out and like people start clapping and you're like, oh, that's a dude I saw from The Rock and this movie and that mm -hmm. movie. And then he's right there doing a play. Well, look at Denzel. Denzel does it too. Denzel did it recently with the, 
with fences, and he's he's done it a couple of times actually. Because I think there comes comes a time where maybe they're at that stature, and some we say, you know what? I need to do this. I need to do this for myself, and I, I can I could understand that. I you know obviously I'm not in a position to get it done like they can, yeah. but eventually, I think. Before I, I finish my career, that's something I need to do. I want to see Dom Lombardozzi. Guys, we're here with Dom Lombardozzi on the Verzi Effect podcast. The Irishman, The Wire, Entourage, Boardwalk Empire, you know, all these amazing shows. Um, I want to see you in a com. I want to see you in a comedy, like a, like a second lead in a comedy where he's just the over-the-top fucking... That would be great. Yeah. That would be great. Have you done any comedies? I did a... Oh, I know you've done the Judd one, but the Judd... Not really, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and to be perfectly honest, uh, Dom and Entourage, it's yeah. more like straight comedy, I, I would think. It's funny situations, scenarios. It, it, you but, were definitely the comic relief in that, for sure. But um, I did um, a pilot for Phil Rosenthal called The Winklers, with Henry Winkler, Judith Light, uh, Eva, Martina, uh, Eva Martino, um, Susan Sarandon's daughter, uh, Max Winkler, and it's kind of loosely based on Henry Winkler's life and okay. his his son-in-law, who married his daughter, lives. Who's kind of not, not like the uh, the Hollywood kind of guy. And I remember doing. We shot the pilot. We did it in front. It was a multicam. We did it in front of the audience, and and it's kind of had that rhythm. Joe, you know, yeah, yeah, it was just traditional, yeah, <clears throat> like almost like everybody loves Raymond kind of, kind of, kind yeah, of yeah. thing. And I loved it. I was so bummed when it didn't get picked up, but I was like, I could, I could do this, and I loved it. Who's the most, other than Pesci, because I know you were sitting across the table from Pesci. Who's the most intimidating actor that you ever is? How was Pacino intimidating or no? No, those guys. Um, De Niro, I felt very comfortable with because it was the third time I worked with him. Right. Uh, and he helped you get into a Bronx Tale, did he not? Or did, did well, Chaz, liked, Chaz, yeah. and it was his directorial debut, so yeah, of course. And then I wind up doing a movie called The Family, where I didn't really work with him, but we were in the, we were in the movie together, and I got to see him there. And I didn't think, and I, to be perfectly honest, I think Bob had a lot to do with me being in the Irishman, because I, 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 like everybody else, I submitted a tape. I went in for Alan Lewis, and I had to wait. Yeah. I had to wait. I think if you could call him Bob the way you just did, I think. <laughs> That's yeah. fucking incredible. Um, <laughs> I'd be like, Mr. De Niro, sir, can I walk in this room? Or never mind, I'll be outside throwing up. <laughs> um, so that's, dude, for me, I asked Jerry this question. Uh, Jerry Ferrara was on the podcast. Mm -hmm. I asked him this correct question, and I don't mean to put you on the spot, yeah. but Jerry answered it. And if you don't want to answer it, I guess don't Fine. answer it. Here's a question I always ask. I say Pacino or De Niro, and I'll give my answer. My answer is always, I think, the greatest actor that I've ever seen, except for that. He went, he went through a little eight-year spurt where he screamed the whole time. But I'm a, I'm a Pacino guy. I think Al Pacino is one of the greatest ever so if you had to go is and i know it's you're gonna be biased because you 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 yeah you're friends with the guy and he helped no, you no 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 who do you say pesci <laughs> i told great, you pesci <laughs> that's a great answer no pesci, no I'll pesci's answer. my no guy worries. man pesci yeah pesci think a of tell animal. me tell me here 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 you go 
Name one movie. Name one scene. Ready? Yeah. Name one scene that Joe Pesci was in that you couldn't take your eyes off of him. And whether nice. he was with sitting next to De Niro or he was in an Oliver Stone movie and Kevin Costner was there or whatever. Even the Brendan Fraser or, you know, Funny Macaulay How. Culkin or Funny whoever. Funny How is one of the most He's iconic. the best. Yeah. It re- Funny How could go down as not only one of the most... Here's what was amazing about that. How am I funny? And then he gets all... No, you fucking said it. It went from funny to drama. Like, he made, a, he made something, a joke, turn to, like... It got, like, dark and cold. Like, is he going to hurt this guy? And then to a lift. That's one of the fucking... That's, that's unbelievable, man. Yeah, he's, and, and he's nominated for he's nominated for the Irishman, which yeah, played a part of... Yeah, and, and I, 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 I think he was the best thing in the Irishman. Yeah, I think um, we got to see Joe completely flip the script because usually, I, I mean, his stillness and his, his consistency in, in that character throughout the whole movie from the yeah. very beginning till you see him hunched over the hood of the car he had that to the time you see him at the very end where he's giving where he's having that talk and he's and he's 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 consistent yeah he's consistent and when when he said um people he, thought you were going to see Joe Pesci yell yeah that's what people thought yeah when when he said uh we did everything we could for the man and he was just eating and De Niro's character is just looking at him he kind of did have that same I chose us fuck him he, he said goes, it three times. Too. I yeah. chose us. I chose us. No, right. he goes, Jimmy was a good man. Right. He goes, I chose us. He goes, yeah. fuck him. Fuck him. And he was like shaking, dipping the thing. And uh, yeah, that was, um, that was insane, man. Like the dream is to, you did the dream. You did the dream. You worked with Scorsese, De Niro, Pacino, and Pesci. Like that's, I've see, talked to the, the, see, see, for me, one of the biggest highlights in my career was working for Sidney Lamette. Because okay. Sidney Lamette is my, my favorite. Okay. So that, that, I, 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 that, that, I mean, Marty, I love Marty and, and Sidney both, you know, but at a very young age, it was during when I was shooting the wire, I got to work with Sidney Lamette. And the guy pretty much gave me the job in the room. Oh wow! And I, before I had read his book already, and if anybody in this business, whether you be a writer or an actor or, you know, director, you want to read Sidney Lumet's movie, Making Movies. Okay. It's probably one of the five books you you should be reading. So check that, guys. It's, yeah. It's called Making Movies. Making Movies and Serpico. Dog Day Afternoon. Yeah. The Verdict. Twelve Angry Men. Yeah. <laughs> I got a the question. guy. The guy was the best. I got a question for you. Do you remember an awful audition you had where you just fucking bombed it? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> where you just walked out like, oh my god, there is no way I'm getting this fucking movie, ever. Um. It was so bad. <laughs> 
Isn't it funny how I asked him that question and he went right to his eyes just he went right to that memory. Yeah. Yeah, you know. I was I was flustered. I was I remember going there and uh, I think it was like 2013 dude, whatever the fuck that building was. Hated it. 23rd Street and <laughs> he remembers 4A. I swear to God, the elevator took forever. <laughs> like one of those loft places, nine fucking different things going on. And, and, uh, and it was like a cattle call, man. Like, a cat, like I remember my appointment being at 3.30 and here it is, 4.15. And I'm just sitting there and that's death. That's death for me. Yeah. Yeah. That's bad. But you just, what, you messed up lines or... I, I, I started it out. I maybe got two or three lines, and I said, you know what? <laughs> I'm leaving. Really? I got up. I said, ah, thank you. Thank you for your time, but I'm leaving. <laughs> and I left. You did what they normally do when it's bad. Well, they'll be like, you know what? Thank you so much. Thanks. Yeah. You just stopped it and I'll, left? Wait, wait, wait. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you the movie oh, when, 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 when we're not on here. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. What movie was it? Oh, I'm, oh. I'm not, you know. Oh, you can't tell. I don't know. That, that one I need to keep close to the That's you know, so to the funny, best. though. I love how you cut it short. You know what? I don't have it today. No, I, yeah. <laughs> and another, no, I actually had two. <laughs> another one, I had no business going on and, and, uh, <laughs> No, no, I, I was right for the role. I just should have stayed home. <laughs> and one, um, of your, one of your fellow comedians, it was one of his shows, uh, Papa. Tom Papa. Yeah. Okay. And, and Tom, uh, just, you, you, could, you could have read the lines. You could have read your, 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 your part that time. Um, okay. But... Um, <laughs> Just kidding, Tom. Uh, <laughs> you could have read your lines, Tom. Yeah, instead of sitting in the back. <laughs> could have read your character. <laughs> anyway, I had 103 fever, fighting the stomach flu. It was pilot season. Oh, man. And it was one of these deals. <sighs> you know, we, it, it, it has to, he has to come in. You know, we, 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 we're, we're moving fast. Yeah. They're always moving fast. Yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Which means... They don't know what the fuck they want and yeah. what they're doing. Right. So I go in. I'm like sweating. I, I'm afraid that I might have to run and go to the bathroom. Um, I was really messed up, man. And I go in and it's just not. You, it's just not working, man. Yeah. It's just not working. That was a bad one, but then I wind up getting the Winklers. I had a bad. So. I had I had a really bad one. I talked about this on the show a long, long time ago. I went in for a Dennis Leary show, and they which were, you're one? Gonna, you're gonna be a you're gonna be a delivery. You're gonna no. It was um I think it was um the one sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Oh yes. Yeah. So yeah. they go, you're gonna go and you gotta deliver a pie for the for the for the drummer who was actually Bobby Kelly. Right. And his character's name was Bam Bam. Perfect, perfect name. His, his, his name was Bam Bam, and I had to li deliver a pepperoni pizza, and they're going to open the door. And when they opened the door, I had to, like, hesitate and be like, I got a delivery for a Mr. Bam. 
bam, and I had to like delay the whole thing. So my, I go, you know what? You know, I look New York, I look delivery driver, I'm gonna go with a Yankee hat on, right? So like I make that move, like I want them to see the delivery guy, I'm gonna come in, Yankee hat, and look like this New York delivery kid. I'm gonna, I start fucking, I walk in, right when I walk in, excuse me sir, can you please take your hat off, like rudely. So I go, well, that was a bad decision. Right? Well, who told you that? The, the, the casting director, like the, the casting, you know what? Take the hat off so we could, so then I'm like, oh, yeah, we want to see you take the hat off. Then I'm, now I'm flustered. I'm fucked up now. I'm going, ah, oh, shit, I already don't have it. Right? It, it, would, it was already fucked up. And then I take the hat off and I put it to the side and then they go, okay, say your name, but don't look at the camera, but I'm still thinking of the hat. So then I look at the camera, and the guy goes, I, sir, I said don't look at the camera. And then I'm going, I got can, can a pie. Can you show me? <laughs> can you show me what looking at the hat is? No, no, I'm thinking of the hat. Oh, you're thinking I, yeah, of no, the I'm hat. I'm thinking of the hat, and All he right. goes, don't look at the camera, say your name. But now I'm like, they already hate me because of the hat. So then I just go, you know, yeah, mom, Paul Verzi, this and that. And he goes, sir, please don't look at the camera. So now I got two strikes before I read a fucking line. Yeah. And I go, yeah, I have a delivery for a, a Mr. Bam. Bam. He goes, Can you just hesitate on the bam, bam. And now I'm like, it's over. And I do it. And they just go, okay, thanks so much. I mean, I walked out and I just called my manager and I go, yeah, that um, I that was went as bad as it could possibly fucking go. <laughs> like you know when like there's, <laughs> there, <laughs> Andy Steinberg is here. He's a comedian. Andy back there from Arizona. Andy, you know when you kill and you walk out and you go you kill. It's the same thing when it's bad. We know uh, when it's bad. When I tell you, I'm going. Maybe since this is acting, the feeling is not the same. Right. Maybe I didn't bomb. Dude, I fucking, I bombed it to the point where they were like, that was a waste of our four minutes. I came in with a stupid hat on thinking I was a delivery driver. And it was just, and I go, but you know what? It kind of made me go, you know what? Now the next time I'm going to feel like a little more bulletproof, a little more like thicker skin. Be like, you know, and that's what, that's what the scary thing about acting is. But let me ask you this. Don't you feel like casting directors know? I asked the JFL just for laughs comedy festival in Montreal. So just so you know, that's the number one. If a comedian goes to JFL just for laughs in Montreal, that's basically like, that's a very big nod, okay? And to get, and I asked the booker who I became friendly with after I got it, I said, wait, he goes, when we audition a comedian, we know in between 30 seconds, he grabs the mic, and we know, we know, and there's just a thing. I bet you it's the same. When you go in for a read, right, and they're like, okay, Dom Lombardo, and you go and you grab your thing and you do a read. They probably know what's in what the beginning, thing? right? What? Grab what? You do a read for an audition. What are you grabbing? What's that? What are you grabbing? What do you mean, what am I grabbing? You say, oh, and you grab. No, no, I'm saying you go in for an audition and you grab the script. I mean, that's what I was going to say. You grab the script. See, I don't bring it. You don't bring it? No. So you go in knowing. Yeah, I don't go. Yeah, I watch, stop making shit up. And then and you'll improv, you'll add. Yeah. And. Do you th- and you know when you're killing it right away? I don't know. I don't know how you could act when you then you put your, 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 your I don't know how you're gonna act when you put your head down. When you put your head down. Yeah. Yeah. So you just do you walk in as the dude? Yeah. 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 I mean, just I'm deal- you're dealing with a fucking professional actor. <laughs> I'm like, are you fuck? You got a question? Yeah, just for you, Bernie. Did you keep that New York hat? Did you throw that shit away? <laughs> yeah. It's like fuck this. I'm a Met fan <laughs> now. <laughs> The question. Because you know, if you had the met, what, what, what borough were you in? 
<laughs> was it fucking Queens? No, the, you're Queens. They want meth fans. The question was, did I keep the Yankee hat? I don't know. I just put it on in disgust. You want to know a funny thing? Did you guys ever see the John Gotti Jr. story where John Gotti Jr. talked about how his father was his hero and his father was in jail and all he looked up to was his father? His right. father was his world, was the king, and his father gets out of jail, walks in his bedroom, and sees a Mets poster. And he goes, ah, the Mets, huh? He goes, I'm a Yankee fan. And he walked out. He said he ripped the poster down and never liked the, <laughs> and never liked the Mets after that. Um, does anybody, before we get out of here, I, this has been, I mean, some of the insights. John Gotti called like athletes and started like garbage pals. <laughs> <laughs> There's a, what was the, 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 when I think like Victoria Gotti was visiting him was, and having her on the surveillance and she's, she brings, I don't know which, one of those sons uh, up there, and he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm on the team, um, football. Yeah, why you want to be an athlete? A bunch of garbage pills. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> like, I remember one You got to do steroids. You got to no, do this. You got to do it. You want to do steroids? You want to be, be a garbage pill? <laughs> one time she came in and told him in jail that one of, the grand, one of his grandsons, one of her sons was being bullied. And he goes, what? He goes, what? He goes, don't they know who I am? <laughs> don't they know who I am? Yeah. I, I know, Dad. I don't know what to tell you. Does anybody here have anything for, um, for Dom? You know, because we're on TVE with Dom Lombardozzi. You could check him out. It'll be in the upcoming um, Judd Apatow. That's where I met him, the movie that I did with Judd, and, and he'll be in that. He's got uh, another movie coming out, uh, Boogie. Boogie. Boogie, and uh, you guys know you've seen him, obviously, on uh, Ray Donovan, The Wire. He's been here telling some great stories. It's great to talk to. Uh, and thank you so much for doing the show. Who's got a question for Dom? Oh, the round table. Yeah, yeah. Right. But I noticed that there was like a disconnect with Pacino, like in that round table. Was there, or is, is Pacino part of that crew or not? Let me just reiterate the question. So for the listeners uh, listening on the podcast right now, and by the way, this podcast should be out um, either tonight on the 4th or tomorrow on the 5th, but... Um, the question was, in the round table that Netflix did with the actors of The Irishman, which they all sat down, did it seem like when you were working with them, is Pacino, since the other ones you said are like, they know each other, they don't have to talk, did Pacino seem like an outcast or, or just kind of separate or not? I don't think he was treated as an outcast. I think Pacino was trying to probably, I, then again, you know, all my scenes were with Bob and, and Joe. So... I, um, I, I could only, I could only speculate, um, the relationship between Marty, Joe and Bob, like I'm telling you, it's on another level. Yeah. It's on another level. It's not, has not, not nothing to do with not respect, the, the respect for Al, you, you know, Al is the veteran there. Yeah. You know, I think Marty, Al... I think Marty, uh, Bob, and Joe, at that particular time, were all 76 years old. I think they're all the same age. Al is a little older. Yeah. Al had never worked with Marty before. I think it's the first time that Al worked with Joe. Yeah. And 
and I think over the years they probably had projects that they tried to do together. You know, you know, I think it's one of those things. You know, I think Bob was always Marty's guy, and you know, the Palmer had Al, and you, you know, it's just they did different things. And but the respect, I mean. Those guys. Uh, Sounds like it would be like a clique of comedians that yeah. always hang, and then another one they really respect coming yeah. in on a project or no, something. No, no, I would look, and, you know, I remember because uh, on the days, there was uh, Bob Bob and Al were there while I was doing the scene with Joe. And then when they called cut, Al would be talking to Marty, Al would be talking to Bob, come up to Joe. So they're all friends. I mean, they have nothing but respect for each other, you know? But I want to see you come out. This is what I want to see Dom do. I swear to God, if I fucking write something, I want to see you come out as the father in a robe and slippers and the daughter introduces the boyfriend and you don't talk much, but you just look up and down with the utmost disrespect and fucking hate the guy and say a couple of fucking killer, what, killer lines and walk away. Didn't Gandolfini do that already? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's did, right. He did do that. Oh, now that, God, that's another guy. That guy... Uh, really, um, to me, I heard off off screen was I mean like not working was still. I incredible. never, I never got people are like yo. You never auditioned for the Sopranos. You were never on the Sopranos. I was like no. I was on. I was on this other show that nobody knew at the time. You know, <laughs> the one that never got nominated. And uh, I love kidding about it, but. Um, <laughs> What Gandolfini did was tell everyone and people in our business, and it was a ballsy fucking move on David Chase's part and HBO's part, taking a guy. Now, I'm not, I'm not degrading James, but he didn't look like every other leading man. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean. He looked like your cousin. He looked like your uncle, right? Open doors for every open doors for Steve Buscemi. Open doors for everybody. Everybody, the the the, the regular guy, and that guy could lead a show. Yeah. And women, you didn't you know you didn't you didn't need to be Julia Roberts. You didn't you know, it's. It's important things. Those, those are important things in our business where things change. And yeah. Things are always changing in this business. Oh, dude. I mean, in, com changing. in comedy, too, everything. Everything yeah. is changing, you know. Um, you know uh, it's been happening for years. It happens in music. It happens in, in cultures. It, it's always... Everything's evolving, man. Comedy is, is yeah. it's happening, too. No, I heard Gandolfini. I heard David Chase saw Gandolfini beating up Patricia Arquette in True Romance, and that's what did it. Yeah, but did you know that, did you know that James walked out of his first audition? No. Said, you know what, I fucking suck. I'm no. Like, that's it, you know, I'm sorry for wasting your time. And he left. What? Yeah, he left. And in True Romance? No, in Sopranos, his Sopranos audition. Oh, his Sopranos audition, he walked out. He's like, out I'm said, sorry, man, I'm, 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 I'm like. I'm, Are you serious? Yeah, and David brought him back. Wow. And and that's how much of a, a perfectionist he was. It you must know? be an Italian thing because you cut your thing short. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Nah, sorry, I don't have it today. 
Um, does anybody have, else have anything for, um, does any, okay, what do you got, man? I, I, I'll say this. Um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to working with Damian Lewis. Um, I, and I and, and like Brian Compliment and David Levine because I think Billions is one of those shows that has progressively gotten better. Um, so I'm kind of I'm kind of excited. I'm I'm glad I got to work with with uh, Eddie Chang on on Boogie. Um, I, I love doing those independent movies. I been, I work with, like I, like I said before, I've been blessed. I work with, you know, Marty. I, I work with all these great people, all these 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 people that I admired for years and years. Um, but Liev on Ray Donovan. Oh shit! Was. Yeah, man, I gotta tell you. Who's the baddest motherfucker you worked? Like, I'm not like seriously. Like now, I want to know real quick. Who's when, when the I mean, most challenging? No, 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 no. I don't mean the most challenging. Role? I mean the baddest motherfucker. I mean oh. the dude walks in and he's just calm, cool. Owns, Pesci <clears throat> owns the room. <laughs> Fucking Pesci, I mean, man. Dom. I mean, I could ask Dom anything. Dom, if you had to be in a foxhole, World War II, Pesci. It's gonna be Pesci. Pesci. It's gonna. <laughs> Pesci. Dom, you're going to space. In a, <laughs> it's an experiment by the I'm U.S. Pesci government. Pesci, because he's light. <laughs> he won't suck well with all the oxygen. Oh, man, this is so great, man. The insight on this, because like a lot of times we talk about comedy on the Liev podcast. Liev is an animal. Is he? Yeah. He's, he's unbelievable. He's great as Ray Donovan. Ah. He's, he's great as he's, Ray Donovan. Man. He's Ray have? Donovan, man. What, what it was like to work with him? <laughs> It's, yeah. it was, it was, you know, me and Liev, two different type of people, two different type of actors. We, our approach is differently. But it doesn't change the respect because you have to somehow respect people's process. I'm sure it's the same thing for comedians, right? Everybody yeah. works differently. Right. Some people write, some people don't write. Yeah. You know, some people go to stage, they go, they work their material, it's kind of off the cuff. Other people need to write it, right? Yep. It's almost like the difference between Biggie and Tupac. One wrote, one, one, one didn't write. With Liev, it was, they were just two great characters. You know, just the dialogue between them, that relationship with them. As it, and it was a very tough playing the weakest guy in the room. Being 220 pounds and being the weakest guy, the emo emotionally the weakest guy in the room. And I remember, because that was a crucial part of the audition. And we had, we, we read, I think the, they had written the first five episodes. I was only supposed to do four episodes. And, and it was a very, I remember, this is another good story. You have time? Yeah, yeah. We'll, yeah, we'll okay. finish up yeah, with this story. So I, I, was, I, was doing, I was doing a recurring, I was doing the, the pilot uh, for Magnum in Hawaii. Okay. And so 
the breakdown, so what the agents were, the casting, what the casting directors were telling the agents, yeah, it's a cop from New York. So my agents think, okay, well, it's a fucking no-brainer. Just offer it to him. It's, it's kind of like a no-brainer, right? No. Kept going. Kept, no. I said, uh, I said, well, did you tell him in fucking Hawaii? He's like, yeah, yeah, we told him. They said, they'll wait till you get back. I said, really? I said, maybe I should look at this. And I looked, I said, this is just not a New York cop. It's, there's more here. And I remember, man, I remember that 12-hour flight coming back because my audition was the next day. I remember just looking at that stuff. And, and David Hollander, who is a f fantastic showrunner, fantastic writer, made me, I had to do the audition and I remember doing it and, and, and the guy went with me. He because went in the direction he, you he, went. He, no, yeah, he, 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 he had my back. He went with me. He, he saw the vulnerability. Okay. And because it's not on the nose. You don't expect someone that looks like me and you. Yep. To be emotionally the weakest guy in the room. It's just right. you don't, you know, you don't, you, you expect yeah. a different type of person. And, and, and he needed to see it because normally I was playing the heavy. Yeah. I was the heavy all the time. And, and that role and working with Liev and Liev is one of the best actors of our generation, man. Wow. How was he off off screen, like off? Like I, you know, it, it's just we're very cordial with each other. You know, um, I just, you know, it, it's just he's 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 a, he's a good guy. Yeah, he's a, just a good guy, you know. And and but more importantly, you're talking about a guy who knows his show inside and out. The guy is a pro. Yeah, he's a pro. Yeah, that's fucking. You that's know? great, man. And that's same thing with the Nero. It's just. Same thing, I remember doing a scene with De Niro, my hat, you know, wardrobe had played with my hat and they did cert a certain thing with it and he, and he goes, hold on, hold on. And he fixed the brim of my hat before they called action. Just what? like a slight fix. De Niro did? Yeah. Oh my God, yeah. I would have been like, All right, let's go. fuck, did I retire? Yeah. Um, yeah. That's fucking, yeah. that's awesome. That is awesome. Thank you so much for, for sharing all this. For people that don't know, Dom, okay? For the people that don't know, check out The Wire, check out Entourage, check him out as Fat Tony Salerno and The Irishman because he fucking stole scenes. And like that's the, that's the consensus out there. People didn't know when you were on there. And I'm going to tell you, the one scene that you guys got to watch is when they are in the banquet for, for, uh, for Frank, she, uh, Sheeran, and, and Hoffa's there. When they're in that thing and Pesci is saying, and he's going, yeah, that's what they're saying. And he's owning... The scene with him and Pesci, he's owning the scene. It was it was fantastic. Um, you know, I can't I can't thank you enough. Normally on the show we do unacceptables. We talk about sports. We talk about certain things that I just saw. But this is a special episode. This will be out tonight. Um, thank you so much for being here. I want to thank all you guys for for hanging out. The people that weren't here, fuck you. You missed it. Okay, but uh, you were fantastic. Thank you, Paul. And check, man, check them out, guys. This um, weekend I will be at Comedy on State. 
in Madison, Wisconsin, February uh, 6th through the 8th. It's one of the best clubs in America. Come out to that, and I will also be at Levity Live, and I'll be in Baltimore in March. For more dates, check out paulverzi.com. Uh, thank you, Dom Lombardozzi, for Paul. being here. And thank you, Rocky, for our gifts. Yeah. Take care, everybody. Thanks, thank Rocky. you.